0: 2nd Kings chapter 18 and we will read from verse 17 onwards Father I give this word that you just gave into your hands I ask you that you'll take this word Immerse it in the oil of the Holy Spirit Set it on fire And I pray that you'll drop it into the spirits of your people All that you want to say this day May it be Conveyed to your people, to the spirits of your people That may they be touched and changed forever. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Then the king of Assyria sent the tartan, the rapsiris, and the rapshake from Lachish with a great army against Jerusalem to Hezekiah. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. When they had come up, they went and stood by the aqueduct from the upper pool, which was on the highway to the fuller's field. And when they had called to the king, Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, Shebna, the scribe, and Joah the son of Asaph, the recorder, came out to them. Then Rabshakei said to them, Say now to Hezekiah, Thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this in which you trust? You speak of having plans and powerful war, but they are mere words. And in whom do you trust that you rebel against me? Now look, you are trusting in the staff of this broken reed. Egypt, on which if a man leans, it would go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh king of Egypt to all who trust in him. But if you say to me, we trust in the Lord our God, is it not he whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah has taken away and said to Judah in Jerusalem, you shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem now therefore I urge you give a pledge to my master the king of Assyria and I will give you 2,000 horses if you are able on your part to put riders on them how then will you repel one captain of the least of my master's servants and put your trust in Egypt for chariots and horsemen have I now come up without the Lord against this place to destroy it the Lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. Then Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, Shebna, and Jehovah said to Rabshake, Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. And do not speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people who are on the wall. But the Rabshake said to them, Has my master sent me to your master and to you? to speak these words and not to the men who sit on the wall who will eat and drink their own waste with you then the rapture case stood and called out with a loud voice in Hebrew and spoke saying hear the word of the great king the king of Assyria Thus says the king, do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you from his hand. Nor let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, the Lord will surely deliver us. The city shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria, Make peace with me, buy a present, and come out to me, and every one of you eat from his own vine, every one from his own fig tree, and every one of you drink the waters of his own cistern. Until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain, and you wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive groves and honey, that you may live and not die. But do not listen to Hezekiah, lest he persuade you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations at all delivered its land from the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Shephrim and Hanna and, indeed... Have they delivered Samaria from my hand? Who among all the gods of the land have delivered their countries from my hand? That the Lord should deliver Jerusalem from my hand. But the people held their peace and answered him not a word. For the king's command was, Do not answer him. Then Eliakim, the son of Helkiah, who was over the household, Shebna the scribe, and Jehovah the son of Asaph, the recorder, came to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him the words of Rabshakeh. That's the reason why the Spirit of God wants us to read chapter 18. We need to know one thing. The people who were... Under Hezekiah's reign, they were threatened by Sennacherib, his people, and they said, don't trust Hezekiah. Don't trust in his God. Continue to be my slave. And I will give you all the good things that you want to have. Now, is it true or it's a lie? Can your slave owner promise you prosperity? No. When he knows that it's the time that you're going to be freed, he will come and say, no, 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 no. Don't leave. Don't go. I will give you this. I'll give you that. I'll give you everything you want. Don't go. Don't listen to God Almighty. Because if you listen to God Almighty... You're going to lose. I will give you this. I will protect you. I will help you. Satan always lies. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. He cannot give us anything good. He cannot. If he says, I'll give you comfort, that means he's going to torment you. If he says, I'm going to give you land, that means he's going to extract everything from your hand. God is speaking to a harsh day. As Hezekiah and his people were bound by Sennacherib and his people they came to a place where they said that we're not going to continue to give taxes to this guy we're not going to I'm going to rebel against him God is speaking to us today you may have been going through a lot of different things in your life and the enemy might be having his hold on you saying that this is going to be you're going to have this in your life. And you continue to allow this to be this way. I'll be your Lord and you'll be my slave. You want to keep the sickness? You want to keep this turmoil, this chaos and whatever it is? You can just keep it. I'll make you comfortable where you are in your slavery. You know, when, when that voice will come? When Satan knows your time to be delivered is at hand. If we want deliverance from God in any area of our lives, we need to rebel against the enemy. Whatever is dominating your life, you need to become a rebel against the enemy. That means you're going to say that I'm not going to tolerate this sickness. I'm not going to tolerate this financial problem. I'm not going to tolerate this marriage problem. I'm not going to tolerate this addiction. I'm not going to tolerate This sin, I'm not going to tolerate. As long as you tolerate, the slave owner will say, you keep paying taxes to me, I'll be your Lord. We serve no one but God. No one. In our homes, with our children, with our finances, with our family members, whatever area it may be, we have to come to a place where Satan, you have not an inch in my home, you have not an inch in my life, you have not an inch in my body, I'm not going to, now. Does this mean that you're going to get well instantaneously? No. That means every minute of the day you're going to say, I'm not going to tolerate the sickness in my body. I'm not going to tolerate you. I'm not going to tolerate. Whatever problem it may be, the Spirit of God says, this is war time. You need to fight against that which is holding you down. If you don't fight against that which is holding you down, it'll keep you down. But we... Are God's people, we need to rebel against that which is holding us down. Break ourselves free from that through the power of God. If you look at Hezekiah and his people, they said no more. Hezekiah said no more. And his people went with Hezekiah, they said no more. No more. We're going to be free. We're not going to go through this torment. We're not going to go through with this oppression. They fought the battle God's way. God is speaking to our hearts today. From chapter 18, you want to take this with you today. Very important. That I will not tolerate this. Whatever bondage Satan has placed over your life, you're going to say, I am not going to... A lot of people say, I don't receive this, I don't receive this. But you know what? They'll be sitting with it. It's not, I don't receive this and be sitting with it. You're going to show in your action that I have no part with you. I'm not going to keep you in my body. What do you do then? You need to speak that which will make that which is sitting very uncomfortable. What is it? What will make the enemy uncomfortable? God's word. That which God has spoken over your body. That which God has spoken over your marriage. That which God has spoken over your finances. That which God has spoken over your life. You have to be proactive in speaking against it. The more you speak, you know what the enemy will do? He's not going to say, bye bye, I'm going. No, he will put up a fight. At that time, most people give up. When the enemy riles up and he puts up a fight, that time they say, oh no, we started praying and we got more problems in soul. We're not going to pray anymore. What's going to happen? When you rebel against the enemy and the enemy fights against you, you give up what's going to happen. He's going to be your Lord and you're going to be his slave forever. But if you put up a fight in the spirit, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit, when you put up a fight, what'll happen? Just like all the countries that got their independence. By what? Rebelling against those who were holding them down. You must fight for your body, for your soul, for your spirit, for your spiritual life, for your children, for your finances, for your marriage, for everything. You have to be a fighter who will fight. When you fight against the enemy, be prepared to face the enemy. Be prepared. He will get up. He will rise up. He will say, you're fighting against me. You want to go? What did Pharaoh do? When Moses went and he said, let my people go. What did Pharaoh say? Go, 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 go. No. He made it even harder. Imagine if Moses would have said, oh my God, I can't stand this now. Poor people, you know, they're getting, he's not even giving them straws now. Let me just leave them alone. They would have been slaves to this day. But what happened? He went again and again, let my people go, let my people go. And was God sitting and not doing anything? No. God started fighting. God will fight for us. If we become fighters, God will fight for us. Through Him, we will overcome. But there is a battle that we must fight as a church of God. Whatever we are facing, unless we fight, we will not overcome. This is time for us to fight. We have to fight for our lives. We have to fight for our children. We have to fight for our souls. We have to fight for our healing. We have to fight for our bodies. We have to fight for our church. We have to fight. We must fight. When we fight, we will struggle. Because it's war. We will prevail. We will prevail. When that prevailing moment comes, when you gain not only that which belongs to you, but that which belongs to the enemy, you call that plunder. Look at the big smile, right? When you get that, you may feel tired from fighting, but now you're so happy that the enemy is put down finally for good. This is wartime. This is wartime where this church has to rise up and say enough is enough. Enough is enough. We're going to fight. We're going to fight against everything that is fighting against us. Every sickness, every problem the enemy has brought upon our lives. We're going to rise up and we're going to fight and we're going to say, no more. You fight, we fight. I will fight to the very end for I am a warrior. We won't shrink back. We're God's people who take the sword and rest the sword When the enemy is put down completely. That's when that sword goes down. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't shrink back. This is war time. We will fight. And Satan will fight. He will fight with all his might. And we will fight through the power of his might. And will smite the enemy every single time. So we should not grow weary, and we shouldn't feel tired. We shouldn't say, oh, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Know this, when it gets worse, that means the end time is coming closer. The enemy is trying everything. He's so frustrated. He says, let me try this, let me try that, let me try this, let me try that. But, through the power of his might, you pull down every stronghold. The faster it comes, when you have the power of God, the faster you'll be pulling down. You'll be busy, busy, busy. But when it's over, It's over. You get the victory. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't be discouraged. When you pray, when you fast and pray, when you pray for your family, when you pray for your spouse, when you pray for your bodies, when you pray for your finances, when you pray for whatever area that the enemy is having his hand on, you see all hell breaking loose. It shouldn't be because you're doing something wrong, but it should be because you're doing something right. When you're doing something right and all hell is breaking loose, that's the time you don't shrink back. You fight with all your might. You say, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to press through, push through. I'm going to fight with his might, through the powerful might. You can read chapter 19 on your own. When you go home, you can read. But today, the thrust of today's message is rebel against that which is oppressing you. If you don't rebel against that which is oppressing you, it'll be your oppressor for the rest of your life. That means you're going to pray. You're going to pray like never before. You're going to say, get out of my family in Jesus' name. Get out of my body in Jesus' name. Get out of my son or my daughter or whatever it is. You're going to fight until it's out. How many of you want to do that? I'm want to commit to do that. Yes, those who do that will see the victory. Hallelujah! We're going to fight till the very end. This is war time. The Spirit of God is clearly showing me this is war time. This is war time. When we fight with all our might and say, "I am not going to tolerate you anymore," and say that I'm going to fight till you are put down. Not one day we get excited and we pray and the next day we're just caught up with the things of the world and we're just running and running like a hamster and then we get beat up and we... the enemy is always busy. Every moment he tries to see how much he can extract from your hands. In a battle you have to be a proactive soldier. You have to be a proactive soldier. Soldiers all the time going after the enemy. Don't wait till the enemy hits you and try to hit him back. You go after him. Rebel against that which is oppressing you. Rebel against that which is putting you down. Whether it's a fear, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, whether it's whatever it may be, addiction, whatever it may be, trying to sink you down. That's when you're going to struggle to bring that down. It's not like you're struggling to live. No. You're gonna, you are struggling to put it down for good. Once you do that, that enemy will no more be in your life And you know what else will happen? Because you have won over that enemy, you will be able to deliver many people from that same field. Having gotten the victory, you can fight for others to bring them out of darkness to light. Same thing, same thing. Having fought the battle and having won, God is speaking in this hour. Don't be a quitter. Don't get discouraged. Don't think that I'm fighting and now things are getting worse. When things are getting worse, you fight harder. Because before you know, it will end in a mighty shout of victory. To all those who fight to the very end. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus.